test of the microphone. <laughs> I didn't know if you could hear me. Check, 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 check. How's that level? Give a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knocks and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Will Zach? Welcome back. Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. You heard me talk about this a second ago. My room is hot as shit. My computer's been giving me problems. It's it's fine. I'm still hot, but the the computer's finally ready. I'm so pumped for this to to get started. I'm sweaty, um, but I'm ready. I'm really ready for this. Sweaty but ready. Oh, yeah. That's the Paul Paul Messman way. uh, It feels good to be back. Oh yeah, it does. Um, it, it feels real good to be back. I was really excited um, to come home and, and do this with you, back in the studio, back again, back in the saddle. Oh yeah, our um, our, our multi-million dollar studio has just been sitting here unused for like a month, collecting dust. <laughs> um, if you if you are wondering, if you're not aware of of why we skipped uh, last episode per our normal release schedule. Um, the best place to find out and to read about it is to go to um, our Twitter. Uh, we, we posted a long thread there that kind of explained our rationale. Um, it, and the reason I don't want to get in too far into it on the show today is because um, I don't think I'd be able to verbally do it justice without a lot of forethought. So so the best thing to do is just go to not all bad, sorry, at not all bad show on Twitter. And you can read our full explanation there. But but it feels good to be back here for episode 42. And uh, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today, Paul. I, I am likewise excited. I am I'm pumped. I'm about to uh, crack open a cold one. Crack open a cold one. Um, nice. I'm doing great. I'm drinking some ranch water. It's going well. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, um, what did you get your dad for Father's Day? Um, <clears throat> Zach, I gotta be honest. I have not gotten my dad his Father's Day gift yet. So <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Um, uh, yeah. for, for, obviously, we're we're recording, we're recording this, this before Thursday Father's Day. Before Father's Day, for those of you listening. <laughs> yeah, I was very, very proactive for my mother. Me too. In May, um, the same cannot be said for good old dad. <laughs> And that's just, I mean, that's just the way it goes for dads, okay? And that's just the way, that's just the way we rock when it comes to fathers. You may not like it, it may not be fair, but that's just the way it goes. I love my dad, and I'm going to get him a gift. I just don't have it yet. So hang in there, dad, it's coming. I know you're listening to the show, I know you're a huge fan, because I've definitely, definitely not hidden this from you. <laughs> I, I love my dad, and I think I know him well, but he is not someone easy to read in terms of, like, what to get him for gifts. That's uh, how my mom is. I've just, oh, I've gotten him shirts, which he may seem excited about in the past, but like, there's no way someone gets a shirt and is like, oh, f- <laughs> hell yeah, oh, you know, dope, a shirt. <laughs> just, I don't know. Um, but, as long as it's not like a tie or a coffee mug, <laughs> you might as well like spit in your dad's face. <laughs> I'm sh- I think like I, you, at some point, I've probably done those, and you're right, it's a, it's a disgrace. I mean, at some point, I've probably spit in my dad's face. You know, <laughs> he's changed my diapers, so I'm sure uh, he's gotten some spit in his face from me at some point. 
Mm. Um, it's coming, Dad. Hang in there. I'll, I'll think of something, and Paul will too. It's a, for, it's a good for thing his dad. my parents don't listen to this, and if they if they do without my knowledge, whoops. Uh, but <laughs> only because your brother's a narc. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. Welcome to episode 42 of Not All Bad. I'm your host, Zach Andrews. And this is your other host, Paul Messman. Uh, welcome back to the show. If this is your first time listening, however, um, Paul and I are each going to take a turn ranting on a topic that has pissed us off lately. And then uh, we're going to draw a topic submitted by you, the listeners, from a hat and uh, rant on that for a while. And then we'll cap off the show by talking about something that made us happy instead of angry. Uh, and that's how it goes down, and you can hear more about how it goes down by following us on sound, uh, following us on uh, on iTunes, and leaving a rating and review there. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Overcast, and uh, I'm out of practice, so I'm pretty sure there's one more, but I can't think of it right now. I, I can't think of it either. Um, and you can find us on Twitter, like I said before, at Not All Bad Show, and email us at notallbadshow at gmail Mm. Who is supposed to go first today? Because I sure as hell don't know. You know, I, I think it might be me. I just, I just have a okay. gut feeling that just it might intuition. be intuition. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> I have some vague memory of trying to push it onto you last time. So I'll, 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 t- I'll take it. <laughs> that <over> actually, <laughs> that did happen. You're right. <laughs> well, Zach, uh, y- you know, if, if anyone has been here since the beginning, which is a long time ago and god bless you for listening to us just talk about bullshit for this long uh you may remember i'm the only person that i'm confident in saying has been here from the beginning is me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but a very long time ago uh around fall winter 2018 i was a guest on this show and you know i i made i made some funny self-deprecating jokes about the fact that i was recording this in the upstairs of my parents' house. And lo and behold, uh, from episode 5 all the way to number 42 that we're on now, uh, I didn't expect it to be this long, but I'm still up upstairs in, in that same room at my parents' house. Um, however, excitingly, if, if things go according to plan, this may be the last podcast I ever record at this house. Um, Whoa! Because um, sometime in the next couple weeks... Uh, Lord willing, I will be moving out. This is a very big step. I'm very excited about it. Um, this is a big announcement. It is a big announcement. Um, now, you might be wondering, Zach, you might be thinking to yourself, Paul, why why is this at the beginning of the show? Shouldn't you be saving this uh, for your positive rant? Um, I was wondering that. I, I'm glad that you voiced those concerns. Uh, and here's why I'm here to tell you, Zach. Searching for a place to live sucks ass. Um... And I'm sure in a few weeks, maybe next episode, maybe the episode after that, I may have a positive rant about having my own place <laughs> and moving out. Uh, maybe once I have achieved it, it will be viewed as a positive thing. I don't, I don't know how long ago you last had to look for a place to live, Zach, but it is actually terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to have uh, a couple roommates, and so that, that, that does open up some different options but even so, it's pretty complicated. I mean, let's start off with the obvious thing here. Why is it so expensive to rent from places? Like, literally, what the fuck? Just, <laughs> I, 
I mean, if you're looking for a one bedroom or a studio, even, which I I looked at for a while as I was considering moving out, it's you're lucky if you get it at around a thousand. Like that's pretty, like cheap for places. Like it it, it, yeah. it it can get up very high, and it just seems absurd to me that you could be in like a a, a small room, a studio even, and be paying like over a thousand dollars. That's just logically that does not add, add up to me. Um, but, but then, like I said, options kind of open up as you get to having more bedrooms and things and more roommates to split the cost with. And that's all well and good. But even so, it seems like there's a huge gap between the piece of shit houses, piece of shit apartments, and then like, that are like cheap and you can afford them, but you're like, is this really where I'm at? Uh, and then if you, if you're like, oh, this place looks kind of nice, like nothing like too luxurious, but like just nice suddenly you're looking at like four times the cost it doesn't feel like there's truly like a middle ground of like safe and affordable uh, 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 apartments um versus like these luxury costs um but it's just ridiculous to me that like looking at like some two and three bedroom apartments that are like two and three thousand dollars um that is just ridiculous to me um But yeah, and, and, and so then here's the other thing. Is, so so you might pull together a list of these places. Maybe you finally find some places there within your price range. You're excited, right? Um, and and suddenly you realize, I should probably go look at these places. This is a full-time job. that uh-huh. Like, like yeah. touring and contacting with people and exchanging information. Even just to apply places costs money. Also, I would like to add, that is bullshit. Um, that you aren't even like moving. If you're like, oh, I'm interested, let me apply. They're like, that'll be a hundred dollars. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing: you can't just go off of pictures. You have to go tour them because yep. the the pictures never match what you're actually going to see in person. Um, there have been a, a couple houses I've looked at this week. Um, one of which the pictures made it look very nice, uh, very high end, very updated. Uh, rooms looked big. And then we showed up, and it it was kind of a garbage dump. Th- these rooms, like, <laughs> could fit my bed and literally nothing else. Like, I'd have to like climb up onto my bed as I walked into the room. The rooms are so small. Um, wow. But in the pictures, s- see, that's where they get you. They use them them wide angle lenses and make things look very spacious and huge. Um, <clears throat> and it just somehow I don't know how they do it. Maybe they're just Photoshop masters, or maybe they clean the house for one day of its entire existence, but it always looks really pristine and clean. Uh, and then you show up and it's like kind of grungy and not nice. Um, but here's the thing. This actually goes both ways because on the other hand, there's another house this week that I was like, you know, logically from like what's describing the number of rooms, square footage, this in price, this seems nice, but like these pictures kind of look, make it look pretty trashy. And then I show up, and and the the place is really nice. It's clean. There's entire rooms that are not pictured on Zillow or wherever I looked. And for some reason, they, they didn't bother to show that there was a living room. They just showed different <laughs> angles of the smallest room in the house and called it a day. And then there's like a whole two living rooms, in fact, that's like they just were like, oh, did we forget to upload those pictures? Whoops. It's like, are you trying to sell me this house? I, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> You're um, not even trying. Put yeah. some effort in. Which, that's the other part, is there's been some houses where we have, like, sent emails, tried to contact the 
the realtors or the the agency that owns it and they'll take like several days to get back to us or just never get back to us and it's just like <laughs> I don't I don't understand if people are actually eager to sell these like or rent these places like it's how like, bad I mean how busy do you think their their business is trying to rent places out in the middle of a pandemic like that, I feel like they're desperate for these people to that, move you, in. you 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 would certainly be. think so you would think that they would be desperate for some business cuz everyone is bunkered at home and we are the odd people out who happen to a couple. The, the reason I'm moving is a couple of my friends are just now moving to Fort Worth, and so now they need a place to live, and then I can move in with them. So that's why we're moving right now. Um, right. But like, there's not that many people who are like in the busy city entering the job market. Not as many as usual. In fact, most people are exiting the job market. Sadly, um, or I guess entering the market, they're exiting their jobs. These are sad times, Zach. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they are. Um, Thanks for reminding me, by the way. You're welcome. Um, and I just, I don't understand why people aren't, why, why they don't just get back to me. It's it's ridiculous. Zach, I've talked a lot. I, I have more to say, but do you have anything on your mind? Uh, I mean, I have stuff to, I have stuff to contribute. Yeah, but feel free to, you can round out your discussion or I can, I can do an intermission here. However you want to, it's your show, baby. Well, let me just add one thing. On the, uh, the the other part that's tricky is you have all these options, but then there's kind of some pressure to move quickly because there's been multiple houses I've been like, oh, that's interesting, and I'll like email them, and then the realtor. In fact, okay, this actually pissed me off. This one realtor got me ba- got back to me and was asked me like a laundry list of like ten questions. They were like, like, what are you looking for? What would make this place perfect for you? Uh, what do you guys do for work? Like all these different, so many questions. And I emailed them back, and they were like, "Hey, thanks for answering those, but actually, that property isn't available anymore." It was like, "Why? Why did you ask me? <laughs> why did you ask me any of these questions? <laughs> it's ridiculous." But the thing why is, why do they need to know your like uh, your what would make this place perfect if it's already you know they've already picked a place? Yeah, it's like, look, I have low standards, and your place satisfies my very low standards. That that's all you need to know. Um, <laughs> And but the thing though is there, there's a certain amount of pressure to move quickly on this because like the the good the good the places that are both a fair price and nice go very quickly. I've seen lots of places uh, get sold that because I didn't move quickly enough on them. But the thing is, this is potentially like if if like if you do the math of like two, I don't know like let's say two thousand a month for twelve a year lease. That's a $24,000 investment that you're being pressured to, like, move in on quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but, like, I have some, like, concerns. About, like, surely, like, if if I can afford this place, there's probably something horribly wrong with it that I'm just <laughs> missing. And so, like, I'm going to take my time and think about it and look at it a couple times, maybe. But by that time, it might be gone. But I'm sorry that I'm not ready to just drop... $24,000, I guess split between me and a couple other people, but nonetheless, $24,000 just like, yeah, I can commit to that. Like that's, I don't know. And that's on the low end compared to like what a lot of people have to pay. Um, right. But anyways, Zach, what are your thoughts? I need to take a break. <laughs> well, you, you asked me at the very beginning of that and I've not forgotten <laughs> when the last time I uh, pursued a new property was, mm-hmm. um, I have an announcement of myself of my own to make. Oh, uh, I'm looking to buy a house as oh. of uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm, I'm not in the same boat because 
Uh, I my lease expires in October, and I'm starting oh. now. So I have four months to go, you know, find a place and, uh, you know, do all the paperwork and, and bullshit and all the loan and stuff, which I've made, you know, I've made enough progress to, to where I need to be now. I got approved for a loan and all that, you know, nice. crap. Yeah. Um, so I haven't had to do any of the looking yet. Really, I'm just bragging because that <laughs> has no, nothing to do with the, con- the, the conversation at all. I'm, I'm going to see my first uh, house on Saturday. And that's only because I want to look at it, not because it's going to be available when I'm ready to buy. Because I'm not at all ready to buy yet. I have four months left on my lease. You know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, all that is just to brag. What I really wanted to say was um, the last time I legitimately, legitimately uh, searched for a place to live was when I moved to Dallas, and that was uh, at the end of 2018. Okay. And um, I kind of. Uh, did it the exact wrong way, which is to say, (laughs) um, which is to say that my job started on Monday. So I decided that the prior Thursday would be a good time to actually start looking for places to live. (laughs) I literally gave myself a weekend. Sorry. I gave myself a week. I, I, I'm I'm exaggerating a bit. I moved in on the Thursday. I started looking for places the weekend before. So I gave myself about eight days <laughs> before I before I literally had to be somewhere completely moved in. I gave myself eight days to find a place to live, uh, pay the money, do the paperwork, move in, and and all that stuff, and move five and a half hours away from home. So uh, that worked out very well for me. I like my apartment a lot. I pay about a thousand for a one bedroom, which is like you said, it's expensive um, relative to other places in the country, but it's not bad for where I live. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, cheap for I where mean, I live. I don't know that we have any fans in like New York city or LA, but if we do they they hate us right now because that is, yeah, they're, Oh, they're, yeah, they're they furious. Are furious. <laughs> I mean, I know, uh, I know we do have some people in LA, so they yeah. yeah that, and an apologies to you, um, <laughs> but that's just the way the way of the road. Um, so yeah, I I like my apartment a lot. I'm just ready for an actual uh, home. Yeah, and that's really exciting. I uh, I ended up with a great place that I like a lot, great location and all that. Um, and it's just completely based on the fact that I drove all the way up here one Saturday and thought, yeah, maybe, in fact, I'm pretty sure I was up here for a different reason for fun. I was up, I was in the Dallas area for, to visit somebody or something for fun. And then on the Sunday, uh, instead of going home, I was like, you know what? I think maybe I should just (laughs) spend some time looking for somewhere to live. So I did. And, uh, and and that's how I arrived at this decision. And it's like, was the most, unprepared thing that I've ever done in my life and it worked out very well for me. So maybe you could give that a try. It's a lot harder with three people, but <laughs> yeah, it worked for you me. You know, to some extent, that is part of the tricky thing is that with three of us, it opens up options for some exciting possibilities because like, like there's, there's, there's one I, I'm exaggerating the extent to which we haven't found places because there's a, there's at least one house, the, the one that I mentioned that they had horrible pictures, but it's actually nice that like I'm excited about I wouldn't be able to live in a place that cool if it was just me. Um, yeah. So that, that is exciting. But that is part of it is um, there's almost too many options. I also want to say you actually brought up a point 
you, you didn't directly say this, but I'm acknowledging it. I'm in a privileged <laughs> position to be with my parents and not have, like, a hard deadline for when I have to move out. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, some of the stress is almost self-inflicted that I'm like, but what if there's somewhere better where, in fact, maybe I could just be like, I can afford this, it's reasonable, and then just move in. Um. <laughs> well, that's part of the problem for me in looking for houses is I see house a house that I'm I, I love, and uh, it's like, well, uh, who cares if I love it? You give it a week, it's gonna be gone. Somebody's gonna be purchasing it because yeah. I'm not looking to buy for the next you know several months. Like I said, so yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's I mean, I'll, congrats on that that though. That's that's an exciting move to be making. Um, it's, it's nice that I'm you're sure going to potentially it's... own something instead of giving your money to someone else who owns it. That's exciting. Right. Yeah. That is exciting to me. I, I'm really looking forward to a yard mm, and yeah. a garage. Um, and the exciting opportunity to invest in some real estate. Oh yeah. Um, I know that it's going, it's fun now. Cause right now all it is, is occasionally sending emails and scrolling through pretty pictures of homes. In about two months, I'm going to be miserable. I think it's just going to be like the worst thing on earth. Um, it sounds like a huge pain in the ass. I mean, that's the big thing. Is it's just so time-consuming having to do all this research and, and preparation. And and so, so this rant specifically is kind of about the house hunting process. I am not particularly um, ranting about the actual action of moving out or moving in somewhere yet. Uh, preview May- maybe in a couple weeks you'll be hearing some about that I'm uh, sure we will because it does suck it's like one of the worst things <laughs> um, but but as just a quick um, little bullet point on that I don't know how well you know me Zach but I don't keep my physical belongings <laughs> that organized I'm not saying that my room is like a travesty although it's generous for me to call to, it would be generous for me to say that uh, it's like in good shape Um, But here's the thing, is that in order to move, you have to have some semblance of control of your physical possessions and have them, like, in order. And that's the worst part about this, is I'm starting to go through my things and decide, like, I'm throwing out a bunch, which is much needed. Um, But, like, going through things and trying to organize them. And here's the thing. I am... I am the type of person who stores things like deep in the bowels of my residence where they are never meant to be encountered ever again. <laughs> like I'll just like have something and be like, ah, like, just like my feelings. <laughs> I'll be like, ah, like I, I, I should keep this, but I don't know where to put it. And I'll, f- my brain will turn off. It's like I'm wearing a blindfold and then I find a drawer somewhere to stick it in or a, a corner to shove it under. And then I never see it again until I move. Um, or if my brain comes up with the fact that I need it, somehow th- the system isn't all bad because maybe I'll find it. Like if if my brain's like, oh, where's that thing? I'm like, actually, I think it's here. And I'm frequently right. But that being <laughs> said, when I'm approaching as I need to get all my stuff together, there is too much bullshit in my life. And I am uh, I'm already I'm already working on getting my stuff together. And it's terrible. Uh, uh, that's all. <laughs> Three three points. Okay. First of all, I think I know you pretty well. Thank you very much. I don't know why you had to call me out like that and challenge my friendship on the air. Okay. Second of all, um, it's kind of different when you uh, are moving out of your, your family's house, mm. your parents' home. 
especially if it's a childhood home. You, you, you're, you're dealing with years and years of accumulated crap, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like my, when I was moving out of my house, my mom asked me to go through my closet, which I didn't do. <laughs> but she asked me to go through my closet and sort through all the stuff in there, which we're talking like Lego sets from 2004, um, drawings I did in preschool, middle school homework. Like that's all the kind of stuff you have to sort. Through. I don't have any of that crap anymore. The, the most old and useless stuff I have in my apartment now are my college textbooks. Oh yeah, which are very old and very useless, but they're nowhere near the level of you know, middle school notes. So that kind of makes it a little more difficult when you're you're leaving your parents' house. Um, third of all, I like how you said this rant is not about the actual process of moving out, and then explicitly began to rant on the actual process of moving out. <laughs> like the next sentence was was refuting the fir- the thing that you very first said. I love that. Uh, was that all three points? I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I can't count apparently, um, <laughs> but um, you're right. I, I completely contradicted myself. Um, I, I almost meant it as like a like on the next episode of Paul moving out, like like just oh, a I love preview. That. But, okay, uh, a little I, I, ended, I ended up getting too passionate about it too quickly. Um, but but you do bring up a good point, which is the, so this isn't my childhood home, but it is. While I was in college, my parents moved out of my childhood home to the house they're in now. And there are just bags and bags and boxes and boxes of things um, that are mine, uh, some of which I have to go through and figure out what to do. Like, there's clothes I have from, like, high school that, like, it's, it's like there are certain tasks I've just been kicking down the road for, like, a decade in terms of going through stuff, like certain clothes I don't know, like childhood, like trophies and garbage like that, that it's like, I've just been putting off and now it's like, I'm moving out. It's like, great. Now I have to go through the thing that when I was 15, I thought that I could just leave at home and now I have to figure out what to do with it. Yeah, um, exactly. It all comes back to you. Yeah, it, it all comes back. And so this is, it's quite the task. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I almost don't want to jump into more of that because that, that feels like a, I, I do want to try to keep this to just the house hunting because I might get into some of this more in a couple weeks. So we'll yeah, see. I agree with that. Let's save it for later. Yep. Um, I wanted to talk today about um, morning radio talk shows. Interesting. Okay. I have hated these for <laughs> my entire life, and I don't know why. I I noticed it was on my list today as I sat down <laughs> to write uh, notes for the show. <laughs> And I don't know how it got there. I don't know what possessed me to write it. I haven't listened to the radio since probably 2014. (laughs) Since basically I got a Spotify account, whenever that was, I I just realized the radio is an outdated and useless form of technology. So I don't know, I I don't know where, what made me think of this, but they're terrible. I, I want to know who these morning talk shows service. Because nobody is interested in hearing this. I, and how do you get a job? How do you, get, how do you become this person? I, and, and when I was you know, thinking about what I was going to say today, I was kind of planning on entering this long rant about how nobody really wants to listen to people talking on their way to work <laughs> and how these shows Careful. take the most <laughs> annoying time slot possible when... <laughs> 
they choose to speak when people are least interested in hearing other people talk. But then I realized, like you're indicating here, that sometimes I like to listen to podcasts on the way to work. And then to take it further, I know several of you, the listeners, listen to this show in particular on the way to your job. So never mind on that rant, I guess. In my opinion, though, the point, the point still stands. Okay, If you're listening to the radio, then you're explicitly there for music. I mean, because with radio, take your ass to the AM side of radio if you want to hear chatting. Because FM is where the big boys play, all right? (laughs) I shouldn't be hearing talking or conversation on my FM radio station. It should be music. If you want to listen to talking on the way to work, put in a podcast. There's nothing wrong with that. I do it, like I just said. With a podcast, you know this subject, right? You You know what you're getting. But with these morning radio talk shows, it's just... A bunch of random garbage from some 45-year-old comedian. And by comedian, I mean like somebody who – like it's not comedy. It's just people chatting and, and they put in like goofy sound fa- – it's like the, <laughs> the two guys, uh, Ira, Crazy Ira and the Douche from Parks and Rec. <laughs> yes. It's just fart noises and like bad audio skits. It, it's so outdated. It feels like it's like 1992 when those things come on. I don't understand – who they're meant to attract. I, 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 I can't imagine somebody getting in their car and turning on the radio as they pull out of their driveway to go to their job and the sun is just cresting over the highway in the distance and they're like, oh, nice. Nice. It's time for uh, Big John Boy and the crew on my favorite radio station, <laughs> 107.3 The Wolf. Nobody is turning in, tuning in to hear Big John Boy and the crew. They're they're they want to hear like the Rolling Stones and and, and like the oldies and shit like that and, and Rod Stewart. Nobody like on on God who is wanting to hear talking on the on the morning drive unless they are explicitly tuning into an individual with a an act and a and a, a set that they're going for. Which I, I guess I'm kind of talking myself into a corner here because these morning radio shows are basically podcasts. Because not every podcast has a theme, right? It's just some podcasts are just three people making, you know, just talking and and about current events or comedy routines or whatever. And that's the case for these radio shows. But I guess when you look at a podcast versus these morning radio shows, one is good. And if it's not, you can just turn it off. (laughs) Like, why not? It's a music radio station. Play music. I guess is what I'm saying. I obviously didn't prepare well for this rant, but that <laughs> that's the gist of it. If, if it, you're a music station, play music. If you're not going to play music, then I don't ever play music ever. You, you can only pick one. You can't do both. I, I have a few thoughts on this. Um, Good, because I'm out. <laughs> and I didn't really say anything in right, that entire let, sequence. Let, let me tap in. Uh, well, well first, first of all, Zach, did you ever experience... Like, were there any particular shows that you were around, like, either your dad listening to or something growing up? Or did you not have much experience with it at all? My parents don't listen to – they don't listen to anything. It's always silence. That's not a joke. I'm not trying to be funny. It's it, – they they never play music or talking or – it's yeah, always I, I, silence. I You know, now that you mentioned that, I, I know that and I believe you. Um, <laughs> um, I, I do know – I am familiar with – there was one that – I used to listen to Classic Rock, the Classic Rock, rock Station, uh, when I first got my car when I was in high school. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, every morning on the way to school, they had a, a radio show that I hated, but I just played it because I didn't have a, I didn't have a, a music subscription service or an aux cord or anything. So that's all. I only listened to that one station for all mm-hmm. of high school. Yeah, I. <clears throat> so a couple things. So for one, my my dad used to sometimes listen to talk radio, and so I have a certain amount of almost nostalgia from like just being in the car with him. And listening to, at the time, what was usually loud, angry Republican men shouting. Yeah. Um, so like a Rush Limbaugh or something like that. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. Which <laughs> I, don't, I don't even. I, I guess Rush Limbaugh still does radio. My dad no longer listens to it. I I sure as hell do not. Uh, but but then on the, so on the one end, I have some vague memories as a kid hearing. <laughs> political news over talk radio which um in a weird way was like a like a big deal for like specifically republicans in the country for a while was talk radio because like they felt like they weren't representing the news or whatever they're like this is where the real news is Uh, there's like a (laughs) weird theme through it yeah um as i got a little older and wanted to be like cool and like I, I I was starting to understand <laughs> that like oh like some people talk about like cool things I I don't know if you're familiar with Kid Craddock in the morning, um yeah yeah I am as like a v- vaguely middle schooler and maybe early high schooler I started listening to that like even on my own like I, I think as even as I got a car I occasionally would listen to that like in the morning as I got ready or like on the drives early in the morning to football practice. Um, but then at some point I realized they just mainly like, they're, they're moderately funny, I guess. Uh, but they, um, first of all, they, most of it's like celebrity gossip. And at some point I just grew up and was like, wait, I actually don't care about this. And then I yeah, just stopped yeah, listening. Yeah. Um, but then to a wider point, the thing about these shows that was, is annoying to me is that they're they're made to be wide appealing, which means that they can't expect that you've listened from beginning to end of the show because they're like they have like three hour four hour long like time slots because the idea is like well some people are commuting starting at five a.m. and then some people are still commuting at like nine so we'll just talk from five a.m. to nine a.m. It's like that's that's a, ridiculous an, that's a great window. point yeah it's a ridiculous thing. window so it's they're like so long. It's like whatever segment is happening at 8 a.m. is the only segment I'm ever going to hear. Like, okay, that's ridiculous. <laughs> for yes. One. Um, that's a big part of it. That's I, I can't believe I didn't think of that. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, but then, like, part of them being wide appealing is that they kind of have to be entertained for anyone who might switch over to the station at any given moment. And that's kind of what I like about podcasts is, like, anyone who listens – made a conscious decision to listen. And then like, you can expect that they're probably starting at the beginning of a podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Right. Which is very different from the hop in, hop out random person coming across your radio waves on the the radio. Um, But yeah. And the other thing that's annoying is the, the amount of ad breaks is infuriating and breaks up any entertainment value in my opinion. (laughs) Um, Totally like agree, yeah. What, even, like, the worst podcasts now don't have ad breaks the way radio stations did. Um, it's just so annoying. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that you kind of asked who listens to this, and then you kind of answered your own question, which I think the answer is... 
at this point, no one young is, but it was like basically the type of people who would have been listening to podcasts listen to this when they were younger. Um, like if they wanted talk instead of music and now they're old and they just haven't adapted to podcasts. So they continue to listen to talk radio. I guess I, I, that's my assumption. I, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Fact. That makes sense. This is kind of a downer. Did you know Kid Craddock died? I did. In fact, that was that was kind of a big deal. Um, they, they they still keep the name of the show the same, but I I remember at some point. I do you know the year? Because I think I was in high school when it happened. It's twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I was in high school. It, it was like kind of like an unexpected thing. Yeah, um, I did. I didn't know that. Yeah, I at that point I don't think I really listened anymore. Like. Uh, like a because I would have been like a junior or senior in high school at that point, yeah. Um, but um, I'd listened a lot up to that point, and he was like a pretty big na- they that show was like a pretty big name in radio. It was because it would yeah, always he, be on whatever the pop the FM pop station was like in yeah. big cities would basically be the Kid Craddock show. He's um, in the National Radio Hall of Fame. So really? Yeah, I didn't yeah. Know that. And the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. I didn't know this. His show is based out of Dallas. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I think that they were broadcast nationwide. I could be wrong about that. They, but, yeah, they were. They were. Um, yeah, I didn't but, know all that. Yeah, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, it, and they do like a lot of charity work stuff. I think too. But it, it's an interesting show. It's it no longer is entertaining to me. But like I, I am almost a little bit nostalgic for it because I found it funny when I was like early high school, probably. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think. The other reason that some people listen to some radio is that I know that some bigger names in like comedy podcasting will get exclusive deals with um, like Sirius XM radio. And then that will be the only place that you can listen to their show. Um, I can't think there's one person I have in mind who's like one of the he's older at this point, but he's one of the bigger like comedy radio hosts um i can't i can't remember his name but he had a serious xm like exclusivity thing that's the only reason he was on radio um i don't know interesting i, I can't think of his name someone you've called me yeah you've <laughs> called me down a little bit i i'm kind of <laughs> baffled by the idea of who i just don't know anyone anymore at all who gets into the car and turns on the radio yeah and, and that's something that ba- that's <laughs> a whole even bigger thing if we're going to include music in this is like i just remember every once in a while still if you tune into whatever the pop station is <laughs> um like locally they'll have like people call in and request songs it'll be some like it sounds like a woman in her 30s being like can you play this newest selena gomez song it's like wait a minute do you not do you not know that you can just look up any song <laughs> that exists and yeah. play it right now and you don't have to call anyone you don't have to get will, out get get on the phone with anyone you can just look it up you don't even have to pay for any services you could just you could just use youtube every right. song that exists can be found at any moment and you bothered to call a radio dj and ask them like hey could you could you play this song for me like are, are you kidding me <laughs> i yeah I, I i never got that either in fact i there is some definitely some kind of I don't want to say shady, but there's some behind the scenes stuff, some uh, like payola type thing going on there. I because radio stations can only play for whatever reason due to licensing and 
copyright and things I don't understand. They are permitted and beyond that, at a certain level, forced to play a specific set of music. Yeah, they are. And yeah, that the way that they, I, I think that's a lot of that is faked. If not all of it is faked um, for some reason. Cause there's certain things that they can play and certain things they can't play, which I don't understand. I don't really know what I'm yeah, talking about. I'm just assuming that to a certain degree, not only because nobody would ever actually want to call in cause they could just have every song that's ever been recorded ever uh, at their fingertips. But um, also due to all the logistics and copyright and weird behind the scenes radio stuff, I'm sure that there's some um, shenanigans going on there. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there are. I just I don't know, the the one thing I can think of that this doesn't really apply to talk radio but radio in general, I feel like I've been at some like I don't know if warehouses is the right word, but either stores or like I don't know, p- places where lots of people are just hanging out where they want to have music playing and I guess they just don't want to bother to like come up with their own playlist. And so they'll just play a radio station. That's the one other situation modernly where I still hear the radio. Um, I, I guess. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. <laughs> um, one last thing I wanted to say is earlier I said that I don't know anyone who plays the radio when they get in the car. There is well, a friend of the show, Adam, does that. And I hmm. one time, last time we hung out, I confronted him about it. I said, <laughs> why do you always, why don't you just play music? Why, why don't you just play what you want to hear? Why do you have to listen to the radio? And he always does the thing where he hops around between stations. If a song that comes on that he doesn't like or a commercial <laughs> happens or something, which I think is insane. And I was trying to like call him out. And unfortunately I don't remember what he said, but he actually had a very uh, reasonable response. It made a lot of sense. And I, I, I can't at all remember what it was, but I remember being uh, a, a bit sheepish that I tried to like dunk on him. And he's, <laughs> he had a very measured and calm wise response to his decision so adam if uh if you if this broadcast reaches you if you're not listening to the radio right now and and instead listening to this then feel free to remind me of your rationale you know one one thing i will say in defense of of music on the radio is that i feel like my taste in music is now much more personal and specific to me which is not a bad thing overall. It's it, I would yeah. argue it's a good thing. However, there's a very specific period from like 2008 to 2014 maybe where I like since I didn't have another way to like listen to music in my car besides like putting a CD, if I got tired of whatever CD was in there, I'd turn on the radio where I'm actually more familiar in a wider sense with the music releasing during those years. Um, I mean, especially pop music, but just overall, even like I was just more familiar with songs that may not have even been my favorite, but I was like familiar with what they were. And that's no longer true. Like most pop, there's a lot of pop songs that I don't know anymore unless I choose to like go list, look at like the rankings on Spotify's like top 10 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that was all my, that was all I had to say. <laughs> based on basically no preparation about uh, the radio or specifically morning radio talk shows. Yeah. Well, that's all I, that's all I had to add to it. It was a lot though. So thank you really padded out my, uh, (laughs) my argument. Um, random rant time. And 
let's see. My computer is being a little slow, which is great. I got number 10, which is submitted by Rhett. And his topic is Hype Beasts slash Streetwear. Are you, are you, is this, does this terminology mean anything to you? <laughs> that does not mean like anything to me. I, I'm going to have to Google this as well because I don't, I think I know what a hype beast is, but I'm not, I'm not certain. I want to say it's like, you know, people that wear like Supreme yeah. and uh, stuff like that. That's kind of the culture around it. And streetwear is like that sort of style. Okay. So. I looked up what is a hype beast. And, uh, <laughs> I can't believe we were just dunking on old people who listen to radio. <laughs> and now we're like, all right, what's a hype beast? <laughs> and I'm under the impression. Um, uh, Dictionary.com says a hype beast is a mostly derogatory slain word for someone, usually a man, who follows, a trend, who follows trends in fashion, particularly streetwear, for the purpose of making a social statement. That did not help me. That just that was just like someone was like, "Oh, you said hype beast and streetwear. Let me put those in a sentence." That that did not help me. Uh, I think what I think what might help you is if you Google image search, search just streetwear. Um I mean, is it like supreme? Yeah, exactly. Basically. I the I find the shoes of streetwear to be very hit or miss there's a lot yeah. of really cool shoes that are kind of part of the streetwear look and there's a lot of, that are just some of the worst footwear i've ever seen in my entire life like just disgustingly bad um i'm into it i'm into some of these there's some good uh nike Jor- like air jordans and uh yeah. stuff like that that i like but the the whole trend of I don't really I, this. I'm like exposing myself as a is such a narc. I, you know, like <laughs> the um, like Yeezys, for example, have kind of grown on me a little bit. But when they first came out, I hated the way they look. I still don't like them very much, but they're I like them a little more now. I used to just it was so repulsed by them. The way they're like floppy and um, misshapen and asymmetrical. And I just I hated all that, and that is kind of a key element to a lot of these streetwear shoes. And I don't know the first thing about about shoes. I obviously, I mean, clearly, I've been buying a ton lately. Actually, I've been churning through shoe orders. Um, but in fact, I've bought so many shoes that these Google images that I pulled up on Yeezys actually, some of them look super cool. So. I think I'm like reversing in a matter of weeks, uh, like 180 on my opinion. But I've never been a big fan of these like goofy looking floppy shoes. Um, and that's kind of a key part. Another thing, the this is all based on stereotype impressions I have. I don't know if it's true. The gigantic puffy uh, like snow jackets. Mm-hmm. I think that's a feature of streetwear. Uh, I'm not a fan of that at all. I don't. I can't even really imagine a situation unless you're in like Siberia where that's even practical. I feel like hype beasts are just constantly sweating all the time underneath there. <laughs> and you know they're not wearing. I mean, you can tell they're not wearing um, moisture absorbent clothing. A lot of it's just polyester and stuff. Mm-hmm. So not only are they, <laughs> I was so distracted in my rant that I tried to re-Google streetwear and I just googled street 
So in case anyone's wondering, a street is a public thoroughfare and a built environment. It is a public parcel of land adjoining buildings in an urban context on which people may freely assemble, interact, and move about. Anyway, yeah, I feel like streetwear is just a very impractical approach to clothing, which is kind of interesting because you'd think that something called streetwear would be about being practical. It seems like a a weird name to me. So what's interesting – so as you've been talking, I – I've been perusing. <laughs> did my did my meaningless rambling buy you some time to think of something <laughs> to say? Because I I was really taking one for the team there. I had nothing to contribute. Yeah, you. But you, I mean, I was I was listening ish, but I I think I finally understand a bit better. I'm reading a Vice article. You know, the same Vice that goes into war zones to like interview like terrorists. That same Vice uh, explaining <laughs> Supreme to me. Uh, and, um, I, I think the bet I'm starting to better understand. Basically the idea is it's taking like more casual clothing, but putting a name brand on it. And then like, it's a, it's almost a status symbol. Um, the, like Gucci, Gucci t-shirts, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the big deal according to this Vice article being that like people will drop lots of money on otherwise worthless clothing because like, Drake or Kanye might wear that same Supreme article of clothing. Um, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> I don't know. That was it. What was it? It was about that. That's but, according to this vice article. That's at least a, but apparently Supreme used to be like a skate shop, which yes. is interesting. So it makes me think of like vans, except vans has, is still more of like a low end, uh, like, like a, a cheaper like sneaker and brand, but I don't know. Um, What's that brand called? Uh, Champion. Remember yeah. when Champion was like the bargain bin Walmart shit? Yeah, and that's that's it's like two dollars a sweatshirt. Yeah, and now it's like it, it it has all these retro long sleeve shirts that like would have been sold in the nineties for like a dollar each, and now they're like fifty dollars because it's yeah. like it's in. It's crazy how that how like brands go in and out of relevancy. <clears throat> there are some I'm like there are some very cool outfits on this uh streetwear Google shirt. I'm not going to lie. Really? Some cool windbreakers. I'm a, I, I've always wanted to get into the windbreaker game. I just feel like there's never <laughs> I, I don't live in an environment that suits that style. You know, it's not I'm not in the climate for windbreakers, really. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I just I feel like I see the word supreme, like the white letters on the red box on just about anything. And it's it's incredible how they like have branded so many things. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it just can be put anywhere. Yeah, like I there you could put the word supreme on anything and I would believe you that it was a legitimately supreme branded thing. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't understand. You you know, <laughs> well first of all, you you know those, <laughs> you know that that lane of like shirts that are like taking popular brands or slogans and making them uncomfortably Christian. <laughs> I, yeah. I just came across yes. the God is Supreme shirt, and I, and it says. Him we must obey because you know there's the obey brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna lose my mind. 
Um, but <laughs> my friend has a set of three shirts, a dear friend of mine, and I'm trying to, I'm really desperately trying to find them so I can, uh, explain <laughs> that I can actually read what's on there. Let me see if I can, uh, well, well, while, while you're searching for that, I, I almost just want to comment that some of my favorite random rants we have are the ones where we're utterly unfamiliar and then our listeners get to hear us just stumble through like Google searches to understand what something even is. Uh, right. Yeah, and, like, and sometimes it goes better buffoons? than others. <laughs> yes. Do you want to hear two idiots not not know shit and then try to speak authoritatively on it? Like this is the show for you. <laughs> much like uh, much like streetwear shoes, we are very hit or miss on our completely blindsided <laughs> random rant topics. Yeah. Where, like, I feel like the time that we had to talk about that one MTV reality show, which was a real like out of nowhere shot in the dark. It ended up yeah. really well. And then this rant over streetwear is just garbage tier. Like I have no, nothing to talk about. <laughs> um, funny though. I, I Googled <laughs> Christian condiment shirt and, uh, a pretty high result is just an A and M Texas A and M t-shirt. So I wonder, you know, there, there's maybe some connection there that sort of, uh, Kind of a funny thing. Here, so here are the shirts that I think I found them. Here are the shirts that my friend has. Um, they are stylized like the Heinz condiment bottles. You know, if you picture yeah. like a ket- the ketchup bottle with the white logo oh, no. on the red bottle. Yeah. Um, we've got <laughs> a yellow shirt that says. Faith is a grain of mustard seed. Oh my god. <laughs> Ketchup with Jesus. <laughs> Psalm thirty seven four. Uh this one they really decided to <laughs> They really decided to phone it in on this one. <laughs> The, the, this Christian company just was like, well, I don't know what we're going to do with this one, but we need a fourth shirt. Relish, sweet Jesus. <laughs> and then in small print, let's exalt his name together. Like, there is no effort <laughs> put into that one. Here is my personal favorite, number four of the Christian condiment shirts. It's a blue one. Mayo light shine. <laughs> oh my god. And then in the small print for Jesus. And then in further small print in cursive font, spread it around exclamation point. Oh my god. Matthew six sixteen. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different fonts on this one t shirt. And let me say again, Mayo Light Shine for Jesus, spread it around Matthew. 516, 616, can't read it from here. That is all it says, and they've managed to cram seven fonts onto the shirt. That's just incredible. a disaster. I these are not condiment ones, but I, I I have three contributions to this as I looked up Christian pun shirts, which are almost a weird Christian subculture of streetwear, is how I'm relating this. <clears throat> it, uh there is a subway shirt, uh that instead of subway. <laughs> It's his way. Uh, <laughs> and then 
this one, this one's great. Uh, it's like the Reese's peanut butter cups. Instead of Reese's, it's Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I see that. And it's uh, Sweet Savior, King of Kings. And then the one that to me is almost the most cringy just because I don't like Facebook is it's Facebook. Oh, that's uh, terrible. Jesus wants to put you in his book. Do you accept? <laughs> um, I don't know who these shirts are convincing, but they have. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to add one more is the. Yeah, throw uh, it in there. The Coca Cola one that's Enjoy Jesus Christ. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Sorry. This is such a fun exercise. Okay. <laughs> Instead of FedEx, fed up, give God control. <laughs> he delivers Psalm 34, 19. That is four fonts. Fed up, give God control. He delivers Psalm 34, 19. Paul, what do you think would be the single worst brand to have turn into you don't have to necessarily come up with a jesus pun on the fly but like what is the like least representative brand to have put on a a shirt as a jesus pun i mean the one that comes to mind for me is trojan condoms (laughs) Uh, do do they just are you googling their slogan or something or their logo yeah I'm for my money. I'm thinking. Uh, go ahead, say your piece. Well, their tagline is "Trojan pleasure you want, protection you trust." That is uncomfortably close to being a Christian pun slogan. That's basically a Bible verse. <laughs> it's really, I'm going to hell. <laughs> really, uh, I mean, oh boy. Uh, I was gonna. It, it, there could be something awful about putting on the armor of God. I, I don't even, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, the, I I mean, the, it, that probably hasn't been pursued for good reason, but also there was not good reason for any of those other ones to be pursued, so I I will not be taking any criticism at this time. May your light shine. <laughs> oh my God. For me, I think I was going to go the edgy route and say the worst company to have turn into a Christian pun on a shirt would be Planned Parenthood. <laughs> But I think um, I think the worst one, one of the worst ones, would be like Lockheed Martin or something. <laughs> yeah. I might, I might, uh, I might sit back and and uh, dabble around in Photoshop a little bit, see if I can come up with a good uh, a good T-shirt <laughs> for Lockheed Martin and uh, Trojan condoms. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. Because uh, I mean, we if, you could do like you could also do something like. Uh, I don't know, like Coors Light or something. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> Budweiser. I don't know a pun for the company, but it could, you could say like <laughs> approach the Bruce, the Bruce affix or something. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, there, there's always that classic pun about like Hebrews, like something about brewing beer. We, we, we can make yeah. this work. What about, uh, I'll read one more just because it's so bad, not because it's good. Stop, drop, and roll will not work in hell. That's just kind of a threat. So, <laughs> I don't know if I appreciate Goodness. that one especially. That's so aggressive. I know. Stop, drop. It's just like a, sa- a sans serif font. Just stop, drop, and roll will not work in hell. So, 
Okay. Sure. I guess, I mean, I guess not. But <laughs> tell me in the Bible where it says that. Ooh, there that are is. so I just stumbled across a treasure trove of a thousand more, and I I can't. I'm not gonna go through it all. They're all t- equally terrible, but it blows, I found a. The a, worst a part huge is amount. I know that they sell because I've seen the. The reason I know them is because I see them on people. So someone's buying them. Ugh. Ugh. That was fun. I think we actually managed to salvage something worthwhile out of that. I think so too. <laughs> um. I, I, I guess if we're ready to move on to positive rants, uh, I can start us off. Please do. So I, I don't want to get especially personal. Um, well, I, actually, I do. I won't. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. and I'm just saying I want to. I want to be clear here. If somebody wants to get personal with me, I'm an open book. I love to talk about me. So hit me up. I, I don't want that to you know. I don't want that to be a theme for how people view me. I'm always ready to get personal. I just on today's show, I don't think it's appropriate, so I won't. Um, okay. I've had, it's been, it's been a rough couple of weeks. We were talking about it, uh, before the show started, Paul. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, I think we both were kind of feeling a little bit down the past few weeks, mm-hmm. which sucks. Um, we're doing good now. I think I've had a lot of fun talking to you today. This was a big help. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I've been in a great mood this whole week. Um, things have, things have turned around a little bit for me, so that's good. Um, emotionally. Um, and a lot of that is because uh, I just erased Twitter from my phone. I got rid of Instagram, which is huge for me because I I never really had a problem with it. A lot of people complain about how much they hate social media. It doesn't ever – I have a lot of fun with it, so I like it. But um, I kind of had this realization that I used to uh, – it used to be cute how, how much I wanted attention, and it just kind of <laughs> spiraled out of control. <laughs> To where uh, I, I just was constantly in need of attention, like a, a little baby or a puppy or something, which is not good, right? So I got rid of the social media apps, and I thought, you know, the, the podcast is a perfect way to uh, flex on uh, expressing my views without requiring attention in return because nobody listens. So <laughs> so that's a good thing for me. Um, that was super helpful for kind of getting, stri- getting my mind straight uh, you'll notice we didn't do a, a, ten, a hinge binge, Tinder bender uh, today. Uh, I also paused all my dating apps. I'm off them nice. now. I, I don't, I'm not using those either, which um, is a good thing, I think. Because I was kind of too – I was like in too deep, you know. I was having too much fun with it. It wasn't going anywhere, obviously. But I was, I was just – like it was like a game and I was craving attention too much and stuff. I had to kind of take a step back. I was taking too many hits. Um. So now I've just kind of just been living and my work productivity has skyrocketed as a result, <laughs> which is great. I had a great week at work this week. Um, my, I, I've been able to kind of focus on uh, doing other things at home. I've uh, started watching shows again, which is such a, like a stupid thing. Nobody gives a shit if you're watching TV or not, but um, it's been f- like when I'm like just mindlessly refreshing Twitter or whatever, it's not fun really. Yeah. Um, watching shows is fun though. So I've been having a good time with that. Um, it's just been a kind of like a good mental health week for me can kind of getting back to my roots and that's been a great time. Um, and all that was, uh, was a little bit, you know, more serious than what we usually talk about, which I'm not afraid of. I'm just, I appreciate you bearing, 
bearing with me through it. It's something that, uh, cause I don't have, <laughs> cause I'm not tweeting anymore. Right. So I got to get all this bullshit out on the air. <laughs> what I wanted to get to though, the final summary of all that is, and this is going to be a really short rant. I could talk about it for forever, but nobody cares. Um, so I'm just going to keep it short. Um, I, and Paul, this is another thing that we were talking about before we started recording. Uh, I, I just used to play a ton of video games as a kid all the time, which, uh, is fine. That's great. Uh, and it was something that I really liked to do in my free time and all that. And like six months ago, I just completely quit, like just out of nowhere, stopped playing video games at all, which is kind of surprising. That's just not something that I usually do. Um, Mm -hmm. In college and after college, I was playing every now and then, but I wasn't like sitting down and like what I used to do in high school or whatever. And I just play for an entire day. I wasn't doing that, (laughs) but I was playing here and there and having a good time with it. And I just dropped it and I just completely quit playing. Um, I started doing other things, which is great. That's honestly a good thing. I was trying out a bunch of new hobbies and stuff, but, um, this week I have a bunch of friends that are really old friends of mine from middle school. Um, and my primary way of keeping up with all those guys is, uh, like by playing Xbox with them. So, and you've talked about this specific thing exactly in the past. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of treading old ground here. That's okay. But, um, it was nice to, I just, you know, for the first time in like six months, like a long, long time, I talked to these people because I got back on Xbox out of nowhere and, uh, was playing like games with them and stuff and that was fun and that was kind of good for me uh to catch up with these people and and have good conversation and hang out with them again especially in like the quarantine and pandemic and stuff that was nice to do Uh, i had a great time with it uh in fact um i think rhett was the one who submitted uh the random rant topic from today and he's he's one of those people so shouts to rhett sweet um i know him from way back when but i i mostly keep up with him through xbox so um I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I just wanted to kind of express that uh, things are like super shitty right now. I get it. And uh, they're shitty in a lot of ways, <laughs> like personally, <laughs> nationwide and globally. So there's a lot a lot of crap going on. Like I, like no joke. Yeah. This, these are tough times for a lot of people and some worse than others. And I get that. And that sucks. Um, and, and I was I wasn't like I wasn't in a dark place, but it was I was being dragged down. Right. I was kind of getting exhausted yeah. by the whole situation. Paul, I think you feel the same way. Yeah, I do. It did. Uh, but this past yeah. week, I made some changes, and uh, they paid off, and I'm I'm great. And part of the reason I was so happy to be here today is because I feel like I'm not distracted anymore, um, and uh, I'm just I was ready to have a good time, have a good conversation with a dear friend of mine, and I, I'm like, and as we continue to do the show today, and and as my week has progressed, I'm just in a better and better mood. So I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the love, and I wanted to kind of express that and uh, let it flow out a little bit more. So. Uh, thanks for listening to a, basically what it amounted to a bunch of sappy bullshit, but uh, it's important to me, and no, I feel great. like it's kind of helpful to hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that all up. You, you know, uh, it is cross... So so a lot of people talk about Twitter being, like, and social media in general being, like, a, a an overall horrible thing for them, not redeemable. And I don't feel like that's my experience. Maybe no, not at all. Who I follow, but I actually think I get, I do get positive things out of Twitter. I think uh, for both sure, in me terms too. Of like learning, like just like learning information about people in the world, but also just like funny things. I I get entertainment out of it. But that yeah. being said, 
I found that when I'm, especially if I'm feeling down, I will sink lots of time into it. I'm not sure that it overall is helping me get out of feeling down. Um, right. And so I, I have recently been thinking that I, I could use uh, some restrictions or a break from social media more so, just because it, it can be taxing. Um, if anything, I can catch up on the things going on, like you said, nationwide, globally, all of that. Uh, at intervals, I don't have to have a steady stream all day just dragging me down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, something you brought up that's interesting because it relates to my topic that I'm about to transition into is you brought up video games, and and my good also relates to video games. Um, <clears throat> so so in the past, I've talked about the kind of the community aspect of online video games, which is kind of what you were talking about, especially since quarantine. I've definitely been experiencing that. But today, I kind of want to focus on something that I, I think frequently does not get <clears throat> enough credit, which is um, the ability for games to tell really good stories, actually. Yeah. Um, and so as we're recording this, uh, this is uh, Thursday night. Uh, in about an hour and a half, uh, The Last of Us Part Two will be coming out, a game that I am personally looking forward to a lot. Um, people who are in like the gaming community or whatever you want to, call it are almost certainly aware of it. it's a huge release um <clears throat> and it's it's kind of a monument that's kind of had me thinking about video games as a storytelling medium and what exactly it means and, and i've kind of come to realize that so, so there's a lot here's what i'll say that i think is important a, a lot of video games are a complicated way to tell a story and so what you get is a lot of mediocre or just okay stories because a lot of times the stories in service of playing a fun game so so in a lot of cases <clears throat> people are just making up um excuses for you to go play something and so it, it, stories drag on way longer than they need to uh the voice acting may not be have been the priority whatever it's not right amazing right. however when there's the rare gem of a game that gets storytelling right i i've really come to think that it's one of uh the the best mediums for stel for storytelling um, for one, the the big the biggest part of it is agency that the story isn't moving forward without you. So there's lots of like movies where characters make hard decisions and you like you can empathize with them for sure. But whether you agree with it or like it or not, the movie's gonna keep going unless you hit pause. But then like with video games, I feel like um, it. It, because you have agency, it's not going to keep moving forward unless you're an active participant. And that kind of puts you in the shoes of characters a lot more so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then also the, the obvious one that uh, with a lot of games will let you make choices in a story, which is unique to that as a, a medium. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could go on about it for a while, but um, just wanted to say that there, that I have come to really appreciate uh, the ability to get lost in worlds with, uh, stories as they're told in video games and excited about one that's coming out tonight. But yeah. Um, yeah, I've never played the last of us, but I've heard very good things. So it's really well made. Um, uh, <coughs> it, it, I good. mean, to, to some extent games have gone to the point of like, I mean, th there are actors who they're doing like motion capture. There's like, like, this new one that's coming out, The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, one of the co-writers is the story editor from Westworld. So it's like, there's very serious people writing these things. And it, I don't know. I, I recommend anyone who hasn't isn't familiar with that game 
checks it out. And if not, uh, the game is being adapted to an HBO series at some point in the near future. Oh so shit! Really? Check that out. Yeah the the writer from um, Chernobyl is adapting it to be a series. So if video games aren't your thing, you can still experience that world at some point soon uh, in television format. A little bit off topic, but I have played The Witcher. I'm not super into it. Um, but the, uh, apparently the Netflix show for The Witcher is really good, which I've never heard of any media ab- adaptation of a video game mm-hmm. other than the video game being good, and somehow The Witcher did it, apparently. Mm-hmm. I So I've, I've watched the, the one season of it. I loved it. I will say one advantage that TV show had is that the game is based off of a book series. True, And yeah. so I think that the show is... as. I think it's based off of both the books and the the game. The game is what popularized it, but the books kind of have the lore or whatever. Uh, but but you're right that that was basically that people were interested in that series because of the game because the game was hugely popular. And I per, I personally really liked that show. I thought Netflix did a good job with it. If you haven't seen that, I recommend that too. What do you think is the? This may be a tough question because I don't know if I have an answer. What do you think is the best story in a video game you've ever played? Mm, that's a hard question. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer myself. I, I, I don't know if this, sorry, I do have an answer. I don't know if it's my uh, number one answer. I'm sure if I thought about every video game I played, I could think of a better one. Cause this is such a basic bitch ass answer. I think number one for me is off the top of my head. has got to be Orcarina of time. Mm, yeah. That shit blew my mind. <coughs> it's it's one crazy. Of I, actually, that, I have actually not played that one. Cause I didn't really have access to Nintendo games as a kid. Um, I didn't have it as a kid. I played it when I was pretty old, actually. Really? I was definitely a teenager. I mean, the game came out at, like, it's a, it's a foundation of, of modern video gaming. It's it's yeah. so old. It's from the 90s, for sure. But um, I played it when I was, like, probably, I don't know, 16 at least, probably older. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it's, like, so, I don't know. It's one of those things that I continue to think about. Because of the way, I don't know, it's all about time travel and stuff. It's very, very fascinating. It's very well put mm-hmm. together. Um, it's kind of a tough question. I just was curious. Yeah, if I, 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 I'm, I'd have a hard time saying, like, overall. Uh, but at least recently, um, I thought Red Dead Redemption 2 was a pretty, was kind of a milestone in interactive storytelling. Um, which, for those I, of you who aren't aware, it's like a... It's like 1899 or 1900. It's like kind of the death of the outlaw cowboys as civilization advances. It's kind of about a band of outlaws trying to adapt to the new world. It's it's a really fascinating story, actually. Trying to hang on the their lifestyle of living in the wild west while the world around them mm-hmm. becomes modern. It, yeah. it that is a very that game has a very good story. I could go into a negative rant about how much how insane it is that it got the praise it got because i think gameplay wise it's 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 a two out of ten when people think it's a 10 (laughs) out of 10 i i that game that game i can't even for everything that it does perfectly including the incredible story very good point Mm -hmm. i can't even i can't bother to finish it because it pisses me off so much (laughs) but that that, it has a fascinating story it's a very very good story that's a good point Mm -hmm. yeah and then I would say I, I replayed through it recently in, in preparation for the new one coming out, but the the last of us part one would probably be the other one that comes to mind for, for those of you unfamiliar with the game, the premise is essentially that there's, um, there's a girl who is 
being smuggled uh, to another part. Of, so, so okay, let me back up. There's, there's <laughs> yeah, zombies. There's a bigger context here. <laughs> <laughs> the the world is overrun by a, a kind of a clever take on zombies. That it's a vir- viral infection, and there's a girl who may be a cure to that because she's immune to it. And it's kind of about the the man who's helping smuggle her to some doctors across the country to help them develop a cure and about kind of them developing a father-daughter relationship. It's really, really well done. Uh, it's not often that mature stories are done well like that in video games, um, which is why I'm so excited about the sequel that comes out here tonight. Um, but it's 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 well-regarded for a reason, because the... <clears throat> I don't know. It, it, it's cool to see that... For, for, if, if you haven't been paying attention, it'd be easy to miss, because only a decade or two ago video games were not a place that you'd be like, I want to hear a well-told story with compelling characters that would be like laughable. Not that long ago. Right. uh, In the context of everything, but it's easy to miss, but legitimately some of, some of the best modern stories are being told through this medium. It's really exciting to kind of see that develop. Uh, We've been talking for so long. One final thing. Have you ever played Wolfenstein, the new order? I have not actually. I have a lot of friends who have, and they seem to love it, but I have not. I watched it. my friend play it because we were roommates at the time. I never played it myself. Uh, that game story blew my mind. Uh, that's a, that's a game about. Um, it takes place in the '60s, and uh, I think it's the '60s. The Nazis uh, won World War II and took over the the mm-hmm. United States, and they're like occupying the United States, and you're you're running like a an underground rebel, uh, like secret. Uh, resistance movement against the massive Nazi worldwide empire. And it's sounds super corny, but it's like super cool the way it's done. It's like very intense and kind of terrifying. And it's not like, it's not like cartoony, like red school versus captain America. It's like scary yeah. shit and people get tortured and stuff like that. It's, it's like a super cool story. That's, that's another one that was really impressive to me and I didn't even play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, you mentioned like scariness. That's the other thing is like, in terms of like certain genres like the horror genre I, f- I feel like with like a horror movie or something i can just disengage and not be scared because like it, it, the movie's going on whether i'm <laughs> scared or not but uh with a game that's another thing that just like if you're your um, your emotional reaction to the story can influence outcomes because it can affect how you act i just find that really fascinating you know yeah um, but but yeah, I, I I could go on about that for a while, but obviously we've been recording for quite some time now. And, this is probably uh, maybe our, our record setter, which is interesting. It, it really might, c- clearly, we, we had a lot pent up that we wanted to talk about since a month yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is interestingly enough the least preparation I've done in probably a year for the, for an episode. So <laughs> um, I'm glad we were able to get uh, get something out of this. Oh yeah. Um, yeah I, think I appreciate anyone who's who, who was able to tune in through... What I brought to the table, which was a bit unique, um, and uh, also if you don't like video games, <laughs> I'm sorry for that as well. But I, I think that was a, I, I really enjoyed it. So I don't care what you think. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that too. Um, let's see. I get. I'm trying to like remember what I how I've closed the show. Uh, you can find <laughs> us on uh, SoundCloud. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and Overcast. I really did get them all that time. I remember. You know, maybe this is a weird time to bring this up, but I love that we're like telling people that not just on the podcast, but at the end, as if they haven't already figured out how to listen to this. <laughs> just 
I mean, some people may not know that it's on Spotify, and that may be their that's preferred a, that's way a fair to listen. That, that's a fair. Or point. they they may have because we you know we upload the show to SoundCloud, we post links on Twitter to SoundCloud. I'm going to defend this right here live in front of everybody, <laughs> as if we don't have, you know, we don't have to end the show right now. I I post SoundCloud links to the Twitter, so if you're yeah. just opening it on the Twitter, maybe you don't know where we're available. So that's come fair. on, that's fair. Um, you I can just, subscribe. <laughs> You have you have some just, other shit to say? I just I don't I just can't imagine someone making it all the way to the end of the show and being like, "Man, I wonder where I can listen to this." I just just Here's I'm, one I'm thing that <laughs> Here's one thing that I don't say often enough. We release episodes every other Monday. Oh yeah, that's true. That's important to say. I, we didn't last Monday last two Mondays for reasons that I explained uh, on our Twitter. Um you can subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. We'll read it on the show. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show. And you can email us, especially with random rants like Rhett did today, at notallbadshow at gmail.com. Sometimes you can provide topics that we have no idea what they are, and we'll find a good uh, discussion along the way. Um, I'd like to ask that uh, if you're feeling up to it, if you like what you heard today, that you ask your, uh, you tell your friends to listen to the show for us. That, that would be fantastic and it mean a lot without all that being said um i just want to round out here and say uh like i said things are tough uh for a lot of people right now and that sucks uh i hope that you're doing okay uh and that you're you're taking care of your mind and body like you should be um and uh i care about you and i appreciate you listening and uh it's uh it's gonna be all right well said. Uh, but I, I don't yeah. care about y'all as much as Zach does, but I care somewhat. <laughs> uh, this has been episode 42 of Not All Bad. I'm Zach Andrews. This is Paul Messman. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs>